think modern life is not for you. You do the same dead-end job every day. There's no I in team, but there is an I in pie. In There's an I in meat pie. So the anagram of meat is team. I don't know. Is your love life dying on its feet? To a wonderful mom. <laughs> oh. Have you ever felt that you're turning into a zombie? In a time, although no one is prepared to comment, religious groups are calling it Judgment Day. Crisis. It is vital that you stay in your home. A hero must rise. And avoid all contact with the assailants. From his sofa. Hi, and welcome to Just Another Movie Podcast. I'm Ewan. I'm Rodney. And uh, I'm going to get this out of the way real, real quickly. We have Cornettos in our hands, and we're eating them. If you hear any strange sounds, that's what it's going to be. Mm. Uh, Rodney, any words on that? Delicious. Delicious. There we go. We could do this every podcast. <laughs> and we sound like zombies. Mm, uh, <laughs> um, I'm not oh, oh, from heck. Oh. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. This is one of my better ideas, I think, yes. Mm. For those who haven't picked it by now, or at least by the Cornetto reference, we are talking about Shaun of the Dead. <clears throat> yep. The first in the Cornetto trilogy. And yeah, we'll... Because uh, it's sweet and triangular, like a Cornetto. Sure. Right? We'll, we can go with that. There you go. I've also heard it known as the uh, the Blood and Ice Cream trilogy. Ah. Yeah, we'll see how that pans out. Beamith, welcome. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back. The end of days has come, and the zombie apocalypse is here. Most people have tried to evacuate the major cities, except for those who have absolutely no clue what's going on. In this movie, we follow Sean and Ed as they attempt to survive the impending doom and prevent becoming zombie food. Can they survive against the odds? Will Sean save his ex-girlfriend and his family? And why do I crave yet another Cornetto? All the answers to these questions are sure to come out in the remainder of this podcast. So tell me, Rodney, was this film a cricket bat to the head, or was it a welcome pint to the Winchester? Oh, uh, no. I thought you were going to say it was a slice of fried gold. Where was that? I was sure you were going to say that. Nope. Well, stuff you. This movie is a slice of fried gold. Haha. <laughs> Got it in there. We'll edit that bit out later. I remind you that we're eating ice creams. <laughs> but go on. This film obviously uh, came out in 2004. <clears throat> um, opening impressions of the film, Rodney? Really like good. It, hate it, love it. No, really good. I mean, what is there not to like? What is there not to like? I mean... Part of the problem I had with maybe um, 28 Days Later was that it was so earnest, took itself so seriously, mm-hmm. that as soon as the slightest little bit goes wrong, you go, oh, it's all over. But this movie, it's so likeable. They're so winning. Were you a fan of Spaced? I am. <clears throat> Their series before this? Yes. I've only seen it the once because I don't own it. But uh, What? Yeah, I, uh, I haven't First of seen... all, why don't you own it? Second of all, once. Yeah, I saw the episodes after once. they appeared on uh, ABC TV. That is atrocious. So everybody, you need to watch Spaced. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best. You say that like Spaced is a precursor to Shaun of the Dead. It's, it is. It's, it's not, How is it not? It's not even in the same universe. It's just written by the same people. <laughs> it's just written, starring, and in the same tone. So how is it, how is it different? They actually said they tried to make it not <clears throat> like Spaced, and it just turned out being like Spaced anyway. It's exactly like Spaced. <laughs> they actually set out to make it not like Spaced, and yeah, they ended up completely getting that wrong. Hmm. Uh, apart from the opening things of you liking it, obviously there are big differences between this and our last movie in the zombie theme. Yeah. First one being the zombies themselves. Yes. Eh? 
they're actually zombies this time. There's no arguments there, surely. No. The dead come back to life. Or they're zombies. The people aren't infected. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and secondly, it's the traditional Hollywood slow-moving zombie. Mm. Welcome back to the age of the golden age of zombie movies. <laughs> Welcome back to the age of the golden age. Five zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I love doing this podcast. <laughs> I think it's the Yeah, I, they're zombies. I mean, they, they look at each other one time and they're like, hey, they're zombies. And they're like, don't say the Z word. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's just silly. Don't say it. They're zombies though, right? <laughs> they know it. You know it. That scene in particular, I think, harks back to the zombies as a form of racism. Mm. So they're saying, don't use the Z word. Oh, that's not nice. No, you can't, you can't <laughs> use the Z word. <laughs> yeah. For those who haven't seen the movie, we're obviously spoiling a few things right now. Obviously, you haven't been listening to the previous podcast. Welcome to the show. What uh, yeah. Big spoiler, there's zombies in the movie. <laughs> what I'd like to, to start with, in particular, if I can, is uh, you don't actually figure out why the zombies occur in this movie. Mm, yeah. Um, each time it's about to be, be mentioned on the TV or on the radio or <clears throat> on a newspaper or something, they're always interrupted. They never actually say why the zombies come about. It's not a satellite crash. It's not a radiation leak. It's not an infection. <clears throat> it's just... They're not specific, yeah. Yeah. Are you talking about that scene where they're flipping around and each of the scenes runs into each other, or is that a different one? They're flipping around and changing the channels on the TV station, and they're yeah. about to say, you know, the zombie apocalypse started, and they change the But if the you listen, that, that all makes sense. That's like a running sentence. Yes, but they flip through nature documentaries as well. Yeah, yeah. But are you listening to what I'm saying? Yes. If, you, if you took all the words that all of those people say and wrote them oh. down and read it out loud, it would make perfect sense as a sentence. Yeah. Even though they flip from the newscast to a nature documentary to a game show to a song, mm-hmm. Morrissey makes an appearance, of course. Of course. Who, why wouldn't Morrissey make an appearance? <clears throat> yeah. I don't know what your problem he's there is, though. but anyway. He's, <laughs> he got hit by a zombie. Yeah. Yeah. So, a couple of favourite moments in this movie, perhaps, Randy? I know, Are we going to straight to that? neither of us had too many I thought we'd talk a little bit more about the story, but no, okay. Go for it. You want to talk more about the story? Go talk about it. Oh, just this guy, Sean. I mean, it's called Sean of the Dead. It's obviously a reference to Dawn of the Dead, right? Yes. That should be obvious to anybody. Even if you've never even heard of Dawn of the Dead, you know it's a reference (laughs) to Dawn of the Dead. Yes. But it gives it this real common spin. And Sean's just this normal guy. He works retail selling fridges or whatever. Lives in a house with a dick. And he's super, super normal. Super, super normal. Mm -hmm. Has a girlfriend, has a best friend. Plain as can be. Yeah. And it's mundane. It's, it, it undercuts maybe, you know, what a hero would be. He's an anti-hero. And, he, you know, in the course of fighting off these zombies, he's also going to have to grow up and take responsibility for himself, repair his relationship with his, his mother and her, you know, his stepfather, mm-hmm. repair his relationship with his girlfriend and, you know, kind of put his best friend in his place. Who you know he's probably had a bit of a favourable position, but he's going to have to you know draw some lines and make some boundaries, make adult decisions. Definitely, it's it's almost a coming of age <clears throat> film for Sean. Yes, like he has to grow up and become an adult and do the responsible thing and <clears throat> take yep. responsibility for himself yep. and do the the scary things. <clears throat> yeah, he has to get rid of his his Shade records and stuff. Yeah, and keep the good ones. Shade. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean that you know. It's worth touching on that, but let's get to, get to the fun stuff. Yeah, what's what's if you had to narrow it down to three favorite scenes? What are they? <sighs> and I say three because I really want to eat my cornetto. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I, I can give you one of my favorite scenes. It's where he races up to his girlfriend's apartment. He's got a cricket bat. And he's been bashing zombies in the head, <laughs> and then he says, "Though <laughs> it's it's the delivery. It's not even the line. It's the delivery." And I'll probably stuff it up too. But he goes, "Take something sharp." 
If you get cornered, hit him in the head. It seems to work, Al. Because he's hit himself in the head <laughs> demonstrating it. Doesn't miss a beat. Doesn't miss a beat. If you get cornered, just pop him in the head. That seems to work, Al. <laughs> it's like it's a super serious moment, but he's like, yeah, I just hurt myself. Whoops, I'm an eye dummy. Hmm. Are you finished dating yet? No. Oh, uh, right. it's, it's one of the things this movie does very well. Is it takes the serious moment and then it underplays it with comedy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can get to the Cornetto line because that's obviously a big one that the fans love. Mm-hmm. You know, Sean's like, I'm going to go down to the shots. Do you want anything? And his mate's passed out on the couch. But he thinks for about half a second. Less about half a second. Do you want anything from the shops? Cornetto. I he knows even, exactly what he wants. I don't even think the word has finished coming out of his mouth, shops, before he goes, Cornetto. <laughs> but it, it's also like the word, the actual sound of it has that great British infliction on it, Cornetto. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so plain. It's so like, he hasn't got a care in the world, he, but he knows exactly what he wants. Yep. And he's completely, you know, he's got no in, in, no inhibitions. He just wants a Cornetto. I've never done that in my life. Has anyone no, gone, I you want a drink? I've, and I'm like, I've never been um, so certain of what I want in my entire life. Yeah, no, I, I do want a drink. Yeah, I'll have a Coke, thank you. I, mean, I don't it's, know what I feel like. Do quick. I feel like a beer? Do I feel like a Coke? He knows exactly what he wants and he yeah. just, just goes for it. Uh, while we're talking about the Cornetto, I want, we can talk briefly about that scene, in fact. Yeah. They do two long takes. Mm. One of the normal day of Sean... Walking yes. from his house down to the shop, he buys a coke, he comes back. And the second version is obviously zombified London. Where the, first, the first time they show that scene, I was thinking, this is a vibrant street that he lives on. I've never walked down any street where everybody <laughs> is clipping their hedges and carrying the shopping and getting on a bus. Everyone's Watching doing something. Yeah. There's a kid playing soccer by himself in There's the street. A kid playing soccer, very important. Yeah. But then, yeah, the second time when he goes to get the Cornetto, he walks down the street and there's zombies coming out of their porches and they're like walking down the middle of the road and stuff. Because yeah, everyone you see in the start of the sequence there is a precursor to seeing them later in the yeah. movie. And the one thing they've done, like in the director's commentary in particular, every zombie has a name. Oh, of course. It could be groom zombie or twin zombie <laughs> or pajama zombie or, you know, it's something. But each of the twin has a name and a purpose to be there. That's classic Edgar Wright. He's a real attention to detail kind of guy. He obviously cut his teeth on space doing a lot of different movie parodies and genre, you know, style Mm-hmm. pastiches and it all of that it's like a training ground for him yeah it all pays pays dividends when it comes to this movie did you know that he used to direct um like a lexi sale show and he did a lot of british sitcoms no i didn't know that before he actually made this movie and obviously he made space that was where he kind of got that cult following yeah a lot of the people from space also show up in this movie obviously so the main two simon Pegg, mm-hmm. and the other guy's name i'm blanking nick on frost. nick frost yeah they're obviously the two guys from Spaced. The guy from Spaced makes a few cameo appearances. Yep, as the, the alternate Sean, if you will. Yeah, the alternate Sean. She, she runs into him at the start, but then she runs into him later when, um, you know, they're escaping and he's got his mom and his friend and his girlfriend and she's got her girlfriend and her mom. Yes. And another fat guy who's texting is it's like Josh Lucas or whoever from Little Britain. Yes. And the girl, Faye, from Black Books is yes. in his group. And he's got Dylan Moran from Black Books. So I mean, it's yeah. very incestuous. There's a lot a of um, matchups in between those two because there's matchups from The Office. Yes. Uh, there's matchups from Black Dawn Books. Dawn from The Office. The only office. Don't tweet us about the US office. It doesn't even exist to me. No, it doesn't count. No. no. If you send us tweets about the US office, we may have to That's disown right. you. <laughs> Um, no offense to all our American listeners out there. How you doing? <laughs> uh, moving on. Yeah. Pretend you didn't hear that one. What about Peter Serafinowicz? Do you like him? Are you a fan of his? He plays the roommate. Mm. 
he's really funny and he pops up in lots of bit parts. You probably know him as the voice of Darth Maul. <laughs> Yes, he was the That's probably where that one I didn't know. Most actually. people know. <laughs> they know. Most people know him as that. He's in all he like he's he's got bit roles in Black Books and Spaced and all those shows. Hmm. He has a really funny web series called Look Around You. It's like a parody of a science show from the sort of seventies. Mm-hmm. Like an instructional science show. But really, really funny. That's worth checking out too. That's online. Um but he I mean, you know, he, he's sort of in this movie as a straight guy, he's pretty stern, turns into a zombie, you know. He's got that physique, I suppose. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, he's probably in there to be the, what Sean is trying not to be, if you will. Yeah, he's, he's responsible, he has a he's job, he's straight-laced. And he's what's, Sean's kind of trapped in the middle between yeah. Ed, which is completely carefree yeah. and relaxed and laid back, and Leaves the door Peter, who is completely straight-laced. And yeah. yeah, he's trapped in a limbo between two worlds, if you will. Well, yeah, I mean, he has to, has to keep his roommate uh, happy, because he's mm-hmm. the one... When his roommate complains, he's the one who takes it on board and apologizes for his friend, even though his friend doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And then his friend is too far the other way. He doesn't care enough about Sean. He doesn't care enough about Sean's roommate to make any changes and clean up and do anything to actually help. Hmm. But I like Peter Serafinowicz. He's pretty good. Hmm. And then there's the girl we mentioned, Dawn from The Office. She's Lucy Davies. Do you know who, you know, Jasper Carrot, the British yes. funny man? Yes. She's his daughter. Have you okay. heard her tell that story? No. So she, expl- she was explaining to someone, uh, hi, I'm Lucy Davies. And they were like, oh, that's nice. And she goes, you might know my dad, Jasper Carrot. And they said to him, oh, when did you change your name to Lucy Davies? And she went, Davies, Carrot. What makes you think I changed my name? <laughs> He's the one with the fake name, <laughs> Carrot. <laughs> so she has a good story. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of funny people. It's a pretty funny movie. Makes a lot of fun of genre tropes. Indeed. Do you like, I mean, there's, I mentioned the scene where they throw the records. Do you like that one? I do like talking about, I don't throw that. That's Blue Monday. That's an original press. (laughs) (laughs) Like that stuff. Um, It's obviously set in, is it set in Manchester? Am I right about that? Yeah. Is that that other one that we talked about? It's towards North London. It's in London. No, what are you talking about, Rod? Anyway, but obviously Britain, you know, there's a big music scene there. And these these people are exactly the kind of age who would have been listening to Joy Division when they were young and having vinyl records (laughs) and stuff. And it all, you know, when the zombies come down, it's like, well, we have to kill the zombies. We have to cut their heads off. Just don't throw my copy of Blue Monday. That's important. Indeed. Uh, But yeah, there's, as you mentioned, there was a lot of throwbacks to previous zombie movies in here. Uh, In fact, there's even a line, a direct quote taken from, I think it's Dawn of the Dead, uh, when he's on the phone to his mother saying, we're coming to get you. That's literally lifting. We're coming to get you? No, we're coming to get you. Then he says his mother's name, Paula. And you think that's a direct quote from It is a direct lift. It's a direct lift from a Romero movie because Romero saw this and they said, did you get the reference? And he went, what reference? And they went, we, we used that. And he's like, oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't even notice. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't notice that either. And yet I noticed an obvious Star Wars reference in 28 Days Later and you look at me like I'm stupid. And then you're like, you th- had three words. Already, three yeah. words is barely a line. How can you quote another movie when it's barely a line itself at all? We've had this discussion. Already. Yeah. I'm not going to have it again. Did you notice how it quotes Indiana Jones when at the end it says the words the end on the screen? <laughs> it quotes a lot of movies. But anyway. I have a comeback, but I'm eating my comeback. <laughs> No come back needed because you're eating. Mm, indeed. So I'm just going to dive into this because it's the next <clears throat> note I have in my yeah, list. Bring it. Uh, the word fuck is used 77 times in this movie. Back to you, Rodney. Mm. 
77, and that's that's less than one per minute. That's actually pretty low. Movie runs longer than 77 minutes, yes. So yeah. it's less than one a minute. Yeah. Oh, goodness. This is torture. Yeah, I that's less than one per minute. I have an ice cream headache. Leave me alone. <laughs> are you going to throw to a clip at any time? or? We will. The uh, clip we are going to be my, listening to. my good fine time. The clip we are going to be listening to now mm. uh, is uh, Sean's plan. He's concocting the plan of how to... Mm. Get everyone he wants to take care of and get them in a safe place. So that's what we're going to be listening to. And here it is. You're not safe there. We're coming over. I don't want to cause a fuss. We're coming to get you, Barbara. So, what's the plan? Right. We take Pete's car. We drive over to Mum's. We go in. We take care of Philip. I'm so sorry, Philip. Then we grab Mum. We go over to Liz's place. Hold up, have a cup of tea, and wait for all this to blow over. Why have we got to go to Liz's? Because we do. She dumped you. I have to know if she's all right. Why? Because I love her. All right, gay. I'm not staying there, though. Why not? If we hold up, I want to be somewhere familiar, I want to know where the exits are, and I want to be allowed to smoke. Okay. Take Pete's car, go round Mum's, go in, deal with Philip. Sorry, Philip. Grab Mum, go to Liz's, pick her up, bring her back here, have a cup of tea, and wait for all this to blow over. Perfect. No, 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 wait, we can't bring her back here. Why not? Well, it's not exactly safe, is it? Mm, yeah. The state of it. Where's safe? Where's familiar? Where can I smoke? Go to Mum's, kill Phil, sorry, grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy! Cap, it is vital that you stay in your homes, make no attempt to reach loved ones, and avoid all physical contact with the assailants. Do you believe everything you hear on TV? <laughs> I ate my cornetta already. How can I'm, I be finished and you're still going? I'm still going. This is not fair. This is not fair at all. Why don't I get two? <laughs> two halves of the podcast, two Cornettos. That's how it goes. I can't help it if you eat very fast and I don't. <laughs> I'm burning through my notes pretty quickly. What about the scene where they, this is a classic zombie thing. Yep. You've got to get from one area to another area, but it's crowded with zombies. So what do you do? This is a zombie movie. What's your answer? Of course, you pretend that you're just a zombie and you walk straight through them and they don't know. This is, the, I can't even count how many zombie movies this is in. <laughs> they don't lot. even really twist it or play it up. I mean, there's enough humour in that idea already. They don't really need to do very much to it. But it's in there. Absolutely. Because they, they, they know genre of films. And I like that they use the excuse to do that by having uh, Lucy Davies be uh, a drama teacher or a part-time actor or something. And so yeah. she's like, right, I'll teach you all how to be a zombie. <laughs> Here's how you play a zombie. <laughs> yeah. And now Nick Frost character's like, yeah, I'll do it when I have to. Yeah. And she was like, it. no, you have to now. I'll do it on the night. Um, one thing I like in particular about this movie, there's lots of things I like, but one in particular I like is that they foreshadow a lot of their own events. Yeah. So things that they talk about very briefly, very quickly, it's kind of a throwaway line almost, comes to happen later on in the movie. Yeah, I like what? Uh, one in particular when Pete is yelling about Ed, saying that, you know, if he wants to live like an animal, he can go live in the shed. Oh, yeah, yeah. That ends up happening towards the end of the movie. In particular, there's a conversation between Ed and Sean where Ed's trying to get Sean 
over his breakup, and his conversation pretty much outlines the remainder of the movie. Uh, I've got a, a list of stuff here. Uh, Ed says to Sean, what we'll do, we'll, uh, we'll get a Bloody Mary, then we'll get a bite of the king's head, then we'll grab a couple of Little Princess, then we'll stagger back to the bar for shots. Yeah. That is literally the progress yeah. of the movie. That is what happens on Z-Day. <laughs> Yeah. They encounter a Bloody Mary, being Mary the Checkout Chick in their backyard. They get a bite at the King's Head, which is someone bites Philip in the neck, being Sean's stepdad. They then grab a couple, being David and Di, at the Little Princess, which is Liz's, host, Liz's house. Mm-hmm. Then they stagger back, which is the impersonation of the zombies, to the bar for shots, where they shoot the zombies with a rifle. Yeah, it's very clever. It's with, literally, with yeah, the, the deconstruction of what happens. But it's just yeah. a throwaway line, the way it gets delivered. It's great. But that's why the fans love this movie. They they dig in, they, they get all those little subtle references. It really rewards intense fandom. And that's, you I mean, that's the whole Cornetto trilogy thing. They didn't make this movie and go, we're going to make a Cornetto trilogy and this one's going to be the first one. That came from the fans. The fans called it the Cornetto trilogy because mm. they just love those little lines so much. Uh, so there are multiple, multiple scenes that are great in this, I feel. Yeah. You've given uh, one or two of yours. What do you think about the uh, the actual zombie attack at the Winchester when they're doing it to Queen? Oh, pretty good. I mean, when that movie comes on, I mean, you know, there are certain circumstances where Queen comes on and it's not appropriate and you, you sort of roll your eyes and think about how cheesy it is. There's no there's no whiff of that at all in this scene. It's pure joy. <laughs> and it's it's pure cinema to throw in a natural, and a cinema analytical note there. It's, it's what they call pure cinema. You couldn't get that in any other medium. You couldn't get that in music or a book or a photo. This mm. is pure cinema. Mm. It's it's a comedy. It's just not a serious movie. True. But yes, definitely. you can't get an experience like that scene in any other medium. Uh, now, some people or some reviewers have said this is actually a, more of a love story between Ed and Sean. They kind of play that up a little bit with getting the pint in the pub and, and things like that. What do you yeah. think? It's not uncommon when you have a buddy cop movie or something to start going and analysing it as homoerotic or whatever. Yeah. I just see them more as just schoolboys. So that's not, you know, there's not necessarily a love story. It's not invalid completely, but yeah, I don't know. It's a bit off the mark, I think. I agree. Good. <laughs> you got it right <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's, it's not a love story. They, they no. do play up on it. Like even the, the goodbye scene at the end where Ed's going to turn into a zombie. So he volunteers to set the bar on fire and let Sean yeah. escape through the, the access hatch. It's kind of a, a goodbye. I love you moment almost. And then there's a fart gag. Who can't be happy yeah. with a fart gag? Yeah, that's right. Now, there's obviously a few different facts that uh, people can quote about this movie. If you go online, there's literally thousands of people who I classify as more movie-obsessed than I am, which <laughs> should tell you something. You're being very diplomatic there. Thank you. <laughs> there are people who uh, do research and find out things like the, 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 limp, the first pressing edition of the record he threw wasn't actually the first pressing edition because it had a different cover, and that one was blue, and it's supposed to be black, and... I'm putting on the voice because that's how I'm expecting there to talk. Great. I, mean, um, I, I like picking apart movies, but I can tell we're going into some territory where I will be sighing and rolling my eyes a lot. No, what I was about to say is that I think this movie is better if you don't go too in-depth with it. Like, it's a zombie movie. It's not meant to be Citizen Kane. It's mm. not, you know, Goodwill Hunting or... Goodwill the... Hunting? That's the movie you go to. Not Raging Bull or... Goodwill Hunting. That's okay. Saving Private Ryan? Oh, come on. Something good. Something irrefutably good. It's not an epic drama. It's not designed to inspire you to, to be a better person. It's a zombie movie. It's popcorn. You sit and you enjoy it. You just, you know, let it happen and yeah, you enjoy I, the movies. 
bagging Goodwill Hunting. It's a good no, movie. No, that's not a great example when you're trying to find something that's undeniably good. You know why it's a good movie? Why? It has Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, one other quick point. The Wilhelm Scream is in this. Oh, where is that? it? No. But I'm not surprised. It's uh, right towards the end of the movie when the soldiers come to rescue them from the bar. Yeah. One of the soldiers gets attacked and you hear the Wilhelm Scream. So I like that. Through then and then. It's a nice little touch. Well, I know that you love it and you have a finely tuned ear for it. I, I do. I certainly do not. <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. does not surprise me at all. I'm just thinking, what else is there to talk about in this movie? It's so good. Uh, well, we have this thing where we often uh, like a movie and we mention how bad it is. And then we have a thing where we don't like a movie and we mention the good bits and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything you think is a negative about Shaun of the Dead? Like, negative. Can you think of anything wrong with the movie? I'm not particularly fond of Bill Nye. <laughs> right, well, ap- apart from that, can I play some thinking music? Like, he's okay, but whatever. Here's some thinking music. Why okay. don't you, you take a minute and you think about something, you let me know. Cool, cool. I've thought of something good. <laughs> I've thought really, of something good. Not really the point, but go oh, for it. Oh, damn it. I can't do this. I'm bad at podcasting. <laughs> Bro, I've got the dumb. Right, my brain doesn't do right. At the end of the credits, have you listening to the music at the end of the credits? Yeah. You know that little song that plays at the end with the horns? Yeah. That's from uh, Dawn of the Dead. Yes, it is. Did you know that? I did know that. Well, your, your eyebrows raised like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> it is. I mean, like I say, these guys, it's Dawn of the Dead, Shaun of the Dead. They know what they're doing. They've seen a dozen hmm. bajillion zombie movies in their time. Well, let me ask you a quick question. Yeah. This movie was delayed or had its release delayed by two weeks. Can you tell me why? Lack of Cornettos? Nope. Zombie outbreak? I'll give you a hint. It has something to do with Dawn of the Dead. Didn't this movie come out in 2004? Yes. So was it the remake of Dawn of the Dead? There we go. Ah, got it. It Bing. was scheduled to come out at the same time as the remake of Dawn of the Dead, and they didn't want to get audiences confused. They didn't want people who wanted to see Shaun of the Dead going to Dawn of the Dead. So they pushed their movie back? They pushed their movie back two weeks. I think that's probably a sign of respect, because once you release a parody of a zombie movie, and then you release an earnest, actual zombie movie, yes. that movie loses a bit of its appeal, maybe? Yeah, I think you'll find that they've probably got a bigger audience by leaving it that two weeks because possible. hey there's a new zombie movie oh hey there's that other combi zomb- comedy mm. zombie movie that's going to be much better let's watch movie. that instead yeah that's probably right I noticed that um, you know I mean I, I consider myself a fan of these guys mm-hmm. but Nick Frost he's done a few like TV shows and things that I don't really I don't really like Simon Pegg everything he's done with these guys has been good he's been in a few things that are a bit questionable though wouldn't you say um, yeah, I, I wasn't particularly a fan of some of his work, like Run Fat Boy Run. I was going to say, you don't like Run um, Fat Boy Run? Had a... Big Nothing? What was the other one? How to getting Lose a big Friends nothing from you. Alienate People or something? Ugh. There was yeah. another one that was that was pretty terrible. There was this recent one that he and Nick Frost, Frost did with a... It's like Paul or something, where there's an alien voiced yeah. by Seth Rogen. I didn't mind that one, that wasn't too bad. No, it, was, it wasn't at the usual level of good. But that was because Edgar Wright wasn't involved, right? Yes, correct. And my point here was going to be to say that Edgar Wright, everything he does is gold. Yes. I, he does I all these great... He does the Cornetto trilogy. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Have you heard of that? No, That's no, a I've, kick-ass I've movie. I've been living in a cave for, for 10 years. I've no <laughs> no, idea exactly. So, I mean, I, mean I, I like Simon Pegg. I really, really like him. I like Nick Frost as well. I think he's probably underrated. 
But it seems like when they get together with Edgar Wright, it just explodes in a way that's different to everything else that they do. Mm. And Edgar Wright brings his energy to Scott Pilgrim, and that's still really, really good. Mm. The other guys, maybe they, they, I don't want to say they can't do it without him, but it just doesn't have the right, the same magic. So to try and draw an analogy there, if you will, you, what you're basically kind of saying is that uh, they're like the Beatles. It's sort yep. of, you know, when sure. they're together, it's really good. And when they're apart, it's not, it's, it's okay, but it's not quite so good, except for one person who's kind of good and has a better career <laughs> than the rest. Yeah. I'm going to drop a bombshell here. I don't like the Beatles. Color me surprised. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. I think they're overrated, but whatever. I'm just saying, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a parable you could make. Sure, you, you can make that. Sean Peck. <clears throat> yep. He's hoping... One of them doesn't die by an assassination now because I've done that. Oh, you jinxed it. Yeah. Oh, well. It wasn't me, I promise. (laughs) I've got it on record that it wasn't me, so there you go. So are there any other zombie-related things? We're meant to be talking about zombie stuff. We are meant to be talking about zombie stuff. Uh, Just before we do, I want to say one last thing about the other work Simon Pegg has done. Do it. He's he's going to be immortalized in Star Trek fandom as Scotty from Star Trek. That's true. Yeah, Star Trek's okay. Yeah, I take it all back. I was wrong you about don't like Star Trek. I was wrong about Simon Pink. <laughs> I was wrong. He's really good. <laughs> he's fantastic as Scotty. That's what I mean. He's good, but I mean, he didn't write Star Trek. He was. He's not what. He's not what makes it good. No, but he, I mean, he his interpretation of the character is good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, back to other stuff. Something zombie related for you. Yeah. Um, they were asked at one of the the press interviews they do for this why they went back to slow zombies because obviously after. The, our last movie, 28 Days Later, Fast mm. Zombies was apparently the, the yeah. big thing. And they were asked why they went back to slow bomb zombies. You know what Simon Pegg said to that? I'm going to have a guess. It's because this movie is called Shaun of the Dead. Not Shaun T8 Days Later. <laughs> no. Funnily enough, he didn't reference someone else's movie. Okay. Who would have thought? What did he say? He said, because death is not an energy drink. Yeah, that's true. I think that's great. Yep. Um, do you have a, a favourite way a zombie dies in this movie? There's a few different ways. Like, is, there's cricket <laughs> bats dies. and there's records and uh, all sorts of things. What's your favourite zombie death in the movie? Don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't have a favourite one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have one. I don't have one. You don't have one? No, I don't have one. Uh, okay. I, well, what about just, this is going to be completely lame. That's why I didn't say it. The ones that die when the military truck just comes in at the end and just, they get flattened. <laughs> They, they get, get demolished. <laughs> I like it. That's not bad. They are decimated. I think that the favorite oh, by the way, way <laughs> you know when people say desiccated coconut, coconut, I always think it's decimated. Like <laughs> I des- decimated that coconut like you wanted. <laughs> Don't go in the kitchen. <laughs> it's a bit of a mess. <laughs> decimated left, it with a grenade. I only left one tenth of its original mass. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently desiccated and decimated. They mean the same thing. I'm not good in the kitchen. <laughs> Who would have thought? Um, but yeah, um, I forgot what I was going to say now. You made me distracted <laughs> by talking about desiccated That's coconut. That's what I secretly aim for. Oh, you prick. Um, You're on a sugar rush from the uh, Cornettos. I am. I'm, that ice cream headache's wearing off and I'm returning to reality and realise what I've been talking about for the last half an hour. Ah, someone shoot me. We'll get you an energy drink if you want. <laughs> That's not what I need right now. Um, Look at your notes and read them. <laughs> for heaven's sake, do it. <laughs> You're making me a giggle. It's not fair. Uh, so even though it's not uh, explicitly said throughout the movie, uh, mm-hmm. the likely excuse for the satellite uh, for the, the zombie invasion is a satellite crashing back to Earth, <clears throat> uh, which is obviously an homage to Romero's Night of the Living Dead, which was yes the original cause of zombies through that. Yes, sure. So I think it's a, they're paying a nice little tribute to all sorts of different yeah. horror movies. It's not oh, yeah, just... absolutely. 
I think there's some references to Roman Polanski's Repulsion. There is? Namely... Oh, wait a second. Do you know it? No. Oh. Namely, uh, he's in the mirror and he... The mirror, he pushes the mirror and he can see the reflection of his roommate in the background. Uh-huh. That happens in Repulsion, where she like closes a mirror and she thinks she sees a body. It's like a split second thing. And also there's a really, really famous shot where, you know, the whole thing of Repulsion is there's this woman in, a, in an apartment and her sister has a boyfriend and she's completely sexually repressed. But the guy leaves his razor on the bathroom shelf mm-hmm. and then she really focuses in on it and the light just tweaks it in a specific way and glints. And then there's a scene of uh, of Sean where he has a big butcher's knife or something and then the camera moves and he's holding it and the light catches it really specifically. And I just feel like Polanski is one of those guys that people study in film school and Edgar Wright would definitely have studied it. And I'm sure he's a big, big fan. So, I mean, those are two scenes that I reckon are, you know, if you're a hardcore movie buff, you probably notice those and go, ah, oh, it's Polanski. It's got Polanski written all over it. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> and there's fart jokes. That's a reference to... Someone that farts. <laughs> Who farts a lot. He's famous for farting. Apparently, the, the, there is two fart jokes throughout mm-hmm. the movie, and they put in the one at the end because they wanted to break the tension of yes. that scene by having a fart joke there. And so they did it again at the start of the film, <clears throat> so it wasn't so strange at the end of the film. <laughs> so, they, they, again, they forecast what they were going to do at the end of the film, at the start of the film. Gay. <laughs> He's like, I love you, man. Gay. <laughs> you know that it's frat by humour. Do you know where that line comes from? Mm, I don't know. That's actually Edgar Wright's childhood. Basically, oh, he was go. he was talking with his friends. He's like, "Yeah, I really like this girl." And he was friends like, <laughs> "Gay." Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, "Uh, you're gay. You're expressing emotion." Uh, Edgar uh, likes girls. Uh, gay bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think it's it's I think it's that time. What is your uh, score out of ten for this movie that we can't seem to fault, Rodney? The movie we cannot find anything wrong oh, with at all. Why are you doing this to me? What is your zom- ten zombie <laughs> head score out of ten? Why are you doing this to me, Rod? You can't find a single thing wrong with this movie. What do you rate it out of ten? <laughs> Fuck. How many look like zombie a heads does this get, idiot when I give it eight out of ten now? <laughs> okay, well let me put. Why isn't it a ten out of ten? What does it lack? Why isn't it a ten out of ten? I don't know. Maybe I've got a case of the. The Academy Awards Ophobia. You can't give a movie like this 10 out of 10. That's just sacrilege. You've got to leave yourself a little bit of wiggle room. So even 9 is super high, right? You have pretty high standards, don't you? I do. I like yeah. to think I do. I feel like even if it's an almost flawless movie, it's going to be only a 9. And this is, you know, this is a comedy. It's, you know, it could be a little bit stronger. So you go 8. That's my thinking. Okay. What are you going to give it? I was leaning towards an 8.5. Yeah. Uh, so that's eight full zombie heads, <clears throat> one normal head, and one guy kind of turning from the jaw up. He's, or oh. he's been bitten, but not ah. not infected yet. That's that's Whoa. kind of the image. He's got these hands on his neck. That's meta. Kind of covering it with the tissue. So yeah, it's it's a good movie. In fact, I'd go so far as to say it's an immortal movie. And I think you're talking about Polanski was studied in films. Mm, yeah. I think Edgar Wright with this film will be studied in film classes because. He has reinvented the genre in a way that is <clears throat> new and unique. Yeah, I feel like this is the movie that when you when when it comes week to do genre studies at cinema, you know, the lecturer thinks, "How am I going to get these bloody eighteen and nineteen year olds to stop smoking weed and pay attention to my bloody class?" <laughs> and he shows Shaun of the Dead instead of something else. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like it's a genre enough and entertaining enough that he'll meet them halfway. Well, it's genre enough to be a zombie movie, definitely. And yeah. there's enough points where it pays yeah. homage to the old zombie movies to show this is what a zombie movie yeah. does, this is its tropes, this is what you're looking yeah. for. So, I mean, <clears throat> we're obviously in the middle of our zombie, whatever you want to call this, marathons, let's say. Five movies in a row. 
it's when marathon rolls off the tongue. Why are you going with five movies in a row? <laughs> Is it a five in the row degeneration thing? Maybe I don't know. Uh, may have been, may, may what have do you been think? My plan? <laughs> what do you think of Hot Fuzz? It's not a sequel, but what do you think of it? It's not a sequel, and I like that it's not a sequel yeah, because yeah. well, you can't really go yeah, too far. The world's no, been zombified. Yeah, of course. Um, I like. I do like the movie. I think it's, it's okay, fantastic. Right? Actually, I actually put Hot Fuzz a little higher than. than whoa, this. whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, you put Hot Fuzz higher than Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Are you for real? Yes. Big praise. I think that's pretty average. I think Hot Fuzz, Hot Fuzz is forgettable. Watch it a couple of times and that's it. Shaun of the Dead, you could watch it. I could watch it once a year for the rest of my life. I have seen Hot Fuzz more times than I've seen <clears throat> Shaun of the Dead. But why? What's so good about it? I just like it. It's got a bit of feel to it. It has more this of has an feel arcing to it. story. It has feel and it has an arcing story. Mm. I just prefer the ones in Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz is a bit more straightforward. This is at least a little bit of a comment on a genre. <laughs> to try and give some aspects as to why I prefer Hot Fuzz over Shaun of the Dead. You know mm. the scene in Hot Fuzz? Listeners may not know it because they probably weren't expecting to have watched <laughs> Hot Fuzz for this. The scene in Hot, uh, Hot Fuzz where... Nick Frost's character takes Simon Pegg back to his house. He opens the thing yeah, and there's all the I know. DVDs what are you gonna and say? he goes, what do you want to watch first? Point Break or Bad Boys 2? That's me. That is yeah. me. They stole that from me. But I, finish the line. It's not a character. Finish the it's line. Me. He says, doesn't he say, I don't want to watch? Or... Which one? Point Break or Bad Boys 2? Bad Boys 2. Which one do you think I'd like to watch first? No, no. <laughs> you know, he's like, I only want to watch one. And then he's like, no, which one do we watch first? Exactly. Yeah, we both got the line wrong somehow. That's because you're drunk and I'm on a sugar high. I'm not drunk. <laughs> Rodney drinks So, it. Rodney that's drinks the second every one. Every break. <laughs> I drink every time a zombie gets killed. <laughs> Do a shot. I, I, I think Hot Fuzz is not anywhere near as good as this. But what do you think of the next one? The World's End or whatever? Honestly, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. But let me, let me give you the one minute pitch and then you tell me whether it's just a rehash of this or not. Five friends get together to... Fulfill something that they've always wanted to do in their life, but it's interrupted by a supernatural occurrence. Doesn't that sound a little bit like Shaun of the Dead? We've got unresolved stuff. Oh, we've also got to deal with this apocalypse that's approaching. It has elements of Shaun of the Dead. Isn't that a little certainly. bit stale, you reckon? Sure, it has I haven't seen it. I can't judge it. I haven't seen it. Then the, perhaps on, we should save that for a future podcast. On face value, I'm, I'm going into that one when I see it, thinking, hmm, I'm probably like this because it'll probably be funny. But maybe you guys could have done something else. That's all. Well, that's an interesting point to make because obviously Shaun of the Dead came out with no precursor apart from Spaced. And everyone went, this is great. This is fantastic. This is hilarious. Yeah. Hot Fuzz came out and it was great and popular and everyone went, they did Shaun of the Dead. We'll, yeah. They'll do this. We'll watch this cop movie they did. Yeah. And they make their parody about cop movies. So unless this is a parody about alien encounter movies... Oh, there'll be a little bit of that. I, I, I can't yeah. see where else they can go. Like they've done but a like zombie the, movie, they've done a cop movie. I mean, movie. the main character is kind of in a state of arrested development. Can't let go of the past. Doesn't that sound a lot like this movie? Can't move that's on. Needs to, as, needs to be confronted and awoken. The same as the character in Hot Fuzz, though. He can't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't you think that they need to just maybe they should do something different? Maybe they should just make a comedy and not a comedy. That, comedy that's a twist on something else. That's a small issue that undercuts a bigger issue. That's all. Maybe. Just a thought. Maybe we'll let the uh, the listeners decide. No way. Why don't you... <laughs> I decide. <laughs> I tell them what to decide. Why don't you uh, tweet in and tell Rodney exactly how wrong he is, like you do every week. Uh, uh, and the tweet Rodney is? J underscore A underscore in podcast. 
One day you'll get that saying that nice. J uh, underscore A underscore M podcast. Very nice. And yeah. the email address is justanothermoviepodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to also check us out at justanothermoviepodcast.wordpress.com uh, for uh, the reviews and the audio files there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So right. you're writing reviews on there. We're going to start putting reviews up there, absolutely. We already have one up there for uh, Frequently Asked Questions About Time Travel. It's been up for yeah. a while now. So things that maybe, I mean, we try and keep the podcast maybe about a specific movie. Yes. But are you saying these posts will be a bit more broad? Yeah, it's just going to be more along the lines of uh, movies we've seen and want to talk about, but don't, maybe not necessarily fit into the, the podcast. No. Yeah, right. Oeuvre. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll leave it up to you. Feel free to uh, send us in any comments you have. Perhaps even recommendations what movies we can do next time. We've got uh, a few lined up, but if we get perhaps get enough listeners in, we can probably sway our opinions. Always love good recommendations. I don't think there's anything better than watching a really good movie that someone's recommended to you. Because then you're like, not only was that a great movie, but you, you, you are great at recommending movies. Absolutely. Recommend some more, please. Yeah, I, I definitely rate people's recommendations against previous recommendations they've given me like <laughs> someone tells me watch this and it's terrible I'm less likely to watch the next movie they tell me about mm. but if they go watch this and it's awesome I'm more likely to watch the next movie they tell <laughs> me about but it's also something about you watch a great movie if you've just discovered it by yourself and no one else has seen it you go yeah that's a great movie but no one has shared that experience with me when someone recommends a movie to you and they're like I love this movie and I reckon you'll love it too when you watch it and it finishes you're like yeah I get where you're coming from buddy hmm. no. you then have that, that shared moment it's someone you can talk about yeah Bring it all in. Indeed. Well, I think we might leave it there. Let's okay. share this experience together. Mm-hmm. Send us in your comments. Send us in what you think. Even if you think you were terrible, tell us that. Just, you know, let us know you're out there. I've been Ewan. I've been Rodney. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. I can see it. I can see it. It's just outside. Any zombies out there? Don't say that. What? That. What? That. The Z word. Don't say it. Why not? Because it's ridiculous. All right. Are there any out there, though? Can't see any. Maybe it's not as bad as all that. Oh, no, there they are. Okay, let's do this, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah? I gotta do a wee first.